G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Some inspiration today for people who have endured domestic violence. Zena Skembri navigated her way through a 15-year domestic violence marriage with her first husband. And from her experience, she has authored a book called Broken to be Beautiful to highlight that there is freedom and a victorious life waiting for anyone who finds the courage to move past their trauma and pain. Zena Skembri and her husband Simon are associate pastors of a church on the Gold Coast in Queensland and together they've founded a charity called At The Ark Inc., supporting families whose children have been sexually abused. Zena is joining us. Hello, Zena. Welcome along to 2020. Hello. Zena, people compare you to Zena the Warrior Princess because you've been courageous to put your story out there. How do you like that comparison? (laughs) Oh, you know, I used to hate it, but um, I've actually started to embrace it now. I've even bought myself a T-shirt that says Warrior Princess on it. (laughs) Okay, and that's for encouragement for you or just to alert everybody that you're loud and proud, a warrior don't princess. Argue, don't argue with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we first spoke, it must be a couple of years ago now, when you'd released your children's book series called Brave Little Bear and three books in that series, equipping yeah. children in different age groups uh, with different tools to be able to help them keep safe in their lives. Just quickly before we talk about your story, how are things going with your children's book series? Well, I think actually when I um, first spoke to you, we only had one book out um, and I think there were two more brewing. And uh, so they're going really well. Uh, We have now got it in 10 countries across the world. So it's, it's beginning to take off. Well, congratulations on how well that is going across 10 countries. And your new book now, uh, Broken to be Beautiful. Uh, Let's talk about that book. And, of course, there is a big story that goes along with this. Of course, it's based on your experience in a 15-year abusive marriage. Uh, Tell us what you can about the inspiration to be able to put your thoughts and your feelings on paper. It took a long time. You know, I, I started, um, well, actually, I started it in about 2010, 2011, and I didn't do it seriously. I threw a few bits down here and there, and then I started again and didn't like that. And so I eventually started this particular model was um, in 2012, and it took me up until last August to get it to a position, well, halfway through um, because every time I tried to work on it, God would bring something up that I needed to deal with and I really struggled with getting everything down and I got to a position last August where I said, okay, that's it, enough's enough, I'm not doing it anymore. I needed to be focused for um, my Brave Little Bear series, I needed to be focused for children, I needed to be focused for 
um, the pastoral. I could not do this book. And uh, we actually launched the three books in August. And it was like God said to me, right, now is the time. And I was like, now is the time I've laid it down. And he was like, no, I'm resurrecting it. And um, within two weeks, I actually finished the rest of the book. Um, God just I, God just gave me the inspiration. He gave me the, the ability to just conquer the whole thing down. So, yeah, it comes out um, on pre-sale on Sunday, um, which I'm very, very excited about. And um, I will have it in my hand um, by the 16th of February. Is it in the process of writing the book? As some people say, when they write down their story, it's a little bit cathartic, the idea of being a healing process and hearing that you had struggled with getting those thoughts on paper since 2010. But when you eventually did, uh, it, did you get that experience? Did it, did it feel like this is a weight off your chest? It's a healing uh, process that you've been through? a degree the first part of it definitely was um i think for me i found that i realized how far i'd come i'd realized that actually i'm already there i'm already you know god has restored so much and i'm sure there's so much more for me to be healed from but right now i feel like okay and i think that is why i was able to write down the last half of the book in such a short amount of time was because I was able to look at it from a bit of a distance and realize that, hey, I've dealt with this. I'm fine. I can do this. Um, And so even though the process was a bit um, cathartic in the initial stages, towards the end, I, I really felt like, hey, God, you've done a work in me and I'm able to do this in your strength. Even having a conversation with you today and knowing that you're on the other side of the pain and the trauma of that domestic violence experience that you had, uh, this is significant because I imagine that people who are locked in to a domestic violence situation, uh, feeling like there's nowhere to go, trapped in a dark room almost, uh, that hearing that you have a story that you have uh, and that actually creates hope. It's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's it's something that people could look forward to in anticipation of being beyond their own pain. Is that what you hope that you'll deliver when you have people read your book? Absolutely. Um, I see it as a beacon of light in this dark place. And, and this book is not just for people who are in the situation or have been in the situ- situation and want to get healing. It's also is bringing awareness for other people who haven't been in the situation, but they've got family or friends who they can see from the outside that they may be in the situation. They don't know what to do about it. And this book will highlight, it will um, bring forth um, an awareness of why that person, because it's very frustrating, and I know it is, when you see someone in a situation where you think, just get out, get out, stop going back, get out. But they do keep going back. It's so frustrating. And to understand what's holding them in that relationship is very helpful. Um, And I know a few people who have read the book who have done edits for me and edits (laughs) and more edits for me. They've, They've said the same thing, that what they've seen is sometimes it was really frustrating to read it because they're like, why haven't you left him? Why haven't you gone? 
this is ridiculous. But then they see the reason why I had to stay, you know, and there's lots of reasons for that. One is fear and control. He had so much control over me. I didn't believe I had the power to leave. Um, another one is I had. To, I felt like I had to protect my children. I had to be in a family home because I had to protect my children. You know, and and these are lies from the enemy that keeps you in a position where you're where you're being manipulated and being controlled, but you don't know how to get released from that. And I believe this book really helps. I imagine the angle you're coming at. There's a there is a certain sense, isn't there, that in the situation you were in, perhaps you thought that there would be problems resolved, uh, that counselling might have helped, that there might have been a, a you know a calming of the waters. Was that part of what was going on in that time? And it, at that point where you decided this has to end, you realised that none of that was going to happen, and you're in danger staying in the relationship. Give us a little insight into how you were feeling in those days in the day i left i was absolutely terrified i was terrified for my safety i was terrified that he would bring forth the threats that he'd you know spewed at me for many years i didn't think i was capable of handling life on my own but what made me leave in the end was the fact that i suddenly realized there was a hope on the other side that God had had done something in my life that I could just see a glimmer of a future. And sometimes when you're in a situation, you don't see any future and you lose hope. And so when you get just a tiny glimmer of hope, you hold on to it and you're expectant and you're walking towards it. And um, my ex-husband, who is not named in the book as his real name. Um, but he had tried to hold me back. And, and eventually, even when he got the divorce papers, he insisted I will always be his wife. You know, even when he got the decree nicer, he said to me, you will always be my wife. I don't care what you think. I don't care who you marry. You are always going to be my wife. And it wasn't because he loved me. It was because he had the he wanted the power back that he had and the grip he had hold of me. And he'd lost power and he didn't like it. And and the whole idea of me being able to walk towards a future where I could see freedom was what kept me going. What role does your faith play in going through the experiences that you've been through, Zena? Because uh, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure how strong your faith was in those days. Uh, perhaps it's completely different to now. But uh, what was happening faith-wise as you're going through that situation? I grew up in a Christian family, so I always had that as a basis. Um, but. For many years, I'd backslidden. I'd gone away from God. I could not live in a relationship with my ex-husband and in a relationship with uh, God. It, it was too contra- contrary. It just didn't work. And so um, when I decided to come back to God, which was about three years before actually, the marriage actually broke down, um, God started to do a work on me. And eventually he showed me that 
he wanted better for me. He needed me to be in a strong place so I could go forward. And there was a moment, well, it wasn't a moment, there was a period of time where I wanted to die. I wanted to commit suicide. And I, that was my only way out. In my head, that was the only way out. And God stepped in. And it was in that moment of surrender when God stepped in, and you'll have to read my book to find out more, but, and how he stepped in. But when he stepped in, he released something, and I surrendered. And it was in that surrendering where I was able to say, God, you now deal with this because I can't do it. I want to die. And in a sense, I had to die. I had to die to myself. Um, before I could go forward. Was everything easy after that? Not at all. None of it was easy. But God gave me a hope that he had something better for me. Well, Zena, your book is only about to be released. And Mm -hmm. let me point people to your website, Zena Skembri. Now, the spelling is interesting here for listeners who want to jot something down here. Let me just say that the book is called Broken to be Beautiful. And the website is xenaskembri.com. X-E-N-I-A, don't forget the I, S-C-H-E-M-B-R-I.com. Xenaskembri.com. To get a hold of this new book, Broken to be Beautiful. Zena, thank you so much for taking some time to share your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you so much for having me. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.